Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Friday, January 19, 2024, and you're listening to Alex's News. With temperatures peaking at a comfortable 65.3 degrees and a low of 54.5, Riverside is in for a pleasant day. But our news stories have a different temperature gauge, as concerns heat up on the global political climate. For today's top stories, we delve into the increasing regional flashpoints and escalating tensions, as Iran's involvement in cross-border attacks is bringing international unease to a boiling point. We'll be examining the repercussions of these conflicts and the responses from the global community. Switching gears to space exploration, Japan is taking a giant leap towards extraterrestrial ambition with the Moon Sniper mission. We zoom in on their quest for a moon landing, exploring the scientific goals and potential milestones set by this exciting space endeavor. Stay with us for all the details on these stories and more as we bring you the latest from around the world and beyond. We begin today with developments that have experts sounding the alarm about new levels of unrest in the Middle East. Reports have been flooding in of escalating tensions involving Iran and a series of attacks that raise concerns about regional destabilization. Our own Ethan is here to break down what's happening. Ethan, what can you tell us about the current situation? Thanks, Grace. Well, we're looking at a complex series of attacks and military moves involving Iran that could potentially open up new fronts of conflict. One of the hottest flashpoints recently is the troubling exchange of attacks between Iran and Pakistan in the Baluchistan region, which has a history of militant and separatist activity. The tension escalated when Pakistan targeted separatists inside Iran with rockets and drones, and this was merely two days after Iran launched its own strikes against a group on Pakistan's side. This tit-for-tat aggression is incredibly dangerous given the volatility of that region. How unusual are these direct strikes by Iran? especially considering the missile attack in Erbil and northern Syria. Very unusual, Grace. Iran typically exerts influence through proxy groups rather than direct missile strikes. This marks a significant shift away from their usual tactics. By directly targeting the Kurdish capital in Iraq and launching missiles into northern Syria, Iran is showing a willingness to directly engage their perceived threats. It's a clear deviation from their strategy and one that suggests they are not afraid to assert their military might across the borders. Could this lead to a broader conflict, Ethan? What are the implications of such an escalation? That's the million-dollar question, Grace. Analysts are cautiously hoping Iran and Pakistan will pull back to avoid further conflict, but the regional overtones aren't that simple. The Middle East is like a tinderbox. Any small conflict can quickly spiral out of control, and there's a real risk that these flashpoints in Pakistan, Iraq, and Syria can draw in other actors and create a much larger crisis. Speaking of other actors, how does the conflict between Israel and Hamas fit into this already tense picture? That conflict, Grace, is another major source of instability. The ongoing violence between Israel and Hamas has already caused much destruction and civilian casualties. And with groups like Hezbollah potentially getting involved, the situation could get much worse. Moreover, these events don't happen in a vacuum. There are implications for international relations, the possibility of terrorist attacks on American assets, and strains on delicate regional politics. Humanitarian concerns must be immense, especially in places like Gaza. What do we know about that? Absolutely, Grace. The humanitarian situation in Gaza is dire. Essential resources and services are scarce, and the civilian population is suffering greatly. 
it's critical that peace efforts address these urgent needs alongside the underlying political issues. The role of regional and global actors in brokering peace and aiding civilians will be crucial to stem these conflicts from becoming even more destructive regional flashpoints. Thank you, Ethan, for that comprehensive analysis. Clearly, the situation is developing rapidly, and we'll continue to keep an eye on it. This has been Story 1 of 2 for the morning. Stay with us for the next update. My pleasure, Grace. Turning now to our next story, Japan is making bold strides in the race to the moon. For more on Japan's journey to conquer lunar space, let's go to our reporter Chloe who's been following these developments closely. Chloe, can you bring us up to speed on Japan's latest mission? Certainly, Grace. In the latter part of 2022, Japan experienced a considerable setback when JAXA, its space agency, lost contact with a lunar lander. This was a blow to their moon landing aspirations and was compounded by a series of rocket failures. That sounds quite disheartening for JAXA. But despite these missteps, Japan is pressing on, right? Absolutely, Grace. They're determined to put these setbacks behind them. JAXA is preparing for what they've coined the Moon Sniper mission. The goal here is ambitious to land a probe within 100 meters of their target on the lunar surface. And this is all happening early Saturday morning. A Moon Sniper mission, that's a vivid term. If successful, what would this achievement mean for Japan? Well, a successful mission would be tremendous. It would mark Japan as the fifth nation to achieve a soft lunar landing, joining the ranks of the United States, the Soviet Union, India, and China. Beyond the scientific and diplomatic accolades, such a success could also yield notable domestic political benefits. This mission must hold significant weight for Japan, especially considering their recent challenges in lunar exploration. Indeed, it does. Last year, a probe from a Japanese startup, iSpace Inc., met a grim fate when it crashed onto the moon's surface. So the stakes for the moon sniper mission are high, as it represents Japan's resolve to not only rebound from past disappointments but also to make noteworthy progress in their space endeavors. With this perspective, Chloe, how crucial would you say international recognition is for a successful moon landing? The international implications are quite significant, Grace. Successful moon missions can elevate a country's status in the global community, particularly in terms of technological prowess and scientific contribution. Japan's mission could also catalyze further advancements in space cooperation and commercialization. It seems Japan isn't alone in this lunar quest, right? Correct. Grace, the moon has become a hotspot for international space missions. The United States NASA Artemis program is endeavoring to bring humans back to the lunar surface by 2024. And we shouldn't forget India, China, and Russia, all of whom have their eyes on moon missions of their own. With so much at stake, the world will undoubtedly be watching JAXA's mission closely. What happens if Japan secures this landing? If Japan triumphs, they'll be entering an elite circle of lunar explorers. This could likely spur even more ambition within their space program and might ignite a new era of global competition in space exploration. It's a thrilling time for astronauts and astronomers alike. Indeed, it's a story to watch. Thanks for the rich insights, Chloe. My pleasure, Grace. Let's see what Saturday holds for Japan's lunar ambitions. Here are some other headlines. In Nevada, a fiery debate unfolded among seven Republican candidates vying for the U.S. Senate nomination. Despite their vigorous exchanges, they shared a common target in the absent frontrunner, 
retired Army Captain Sam Brown, who has a formidable fundraising lead and the National Party's backing. Brown's decision to skip the Reno event, hosted by Red Move Nevada, is seen as a reflection of confidence with five months to go before the primaries. The debate featured Jim Marchant, Tony Grady, Stephanie Phillips, and Bill Conrad, among others, aiming to challenge incumbent Democrat, Jackie Rosen. The Uvalde community is demanding action following a scathing Justice Department report on the 2022 school shooting. After labeling the police response an abject failure, the community calls for charges against the officers involved are intensifying. An independent investigator is conducting a review as the local district attorney's investigation into potential criminal charges continues. The sports world mourns the loss of Canadian pole vaulter Sean Barber, who passed away at age 29 due to medical complications. Remembered for his 2015 World Championship triumph and resilience through personal challenges, his legacy as a talented athlete and openly gay role model remains strong. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis faces accusations of an improper relationship with her top deputy, Nathan Wade, amid the ongoing prosecution of Donald Trump for 2020 election interference. The legal tangle heightens with a court filing by a former Trump aide. Former President Donald Trump's lawyers petitioned the Supreme Court to contest a Colorado ruling that seeks to remove his name from the ballot citing his purported role in the January 6 Capitol attack. The high-stakes legal showdown looms, with implications for the 2024 presidential election and candidate eligibility on the line. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, the Perplexity API, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.